0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 20th, 2018. My name is Phil Prospernike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to be with you here on a Tuesday, the first official day the NBA is back in business. The Orlando Magic will be back to work later on today, as will the other teams around the league, and. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about some of the other teams around the league. This week is a special week on the Locked On NBA podcast, if you haven't caught it. Usually hosted by our founder, David Locke. But this week will be hosted by several special guests from around the Locked On podcast network. Monday's show, I believe, was hosted by Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I think we'll see the hosts of Locked On Lakers, Locked On Celtics, Locked On a lot of the Locked On, a lot of Adam Marius of Locked On Nuggets will be hosting a show later on in the week so be sure to subscribe to Locked On NBA if you have not done so already. Great review of the league in general, great review of uh of what's going on around the league from people who know the teams directly. And then, of course, you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. You can find them on iTunes, just like you can find Locked On Magic on iTunes. And of course, if you didn't already, go back into the Locked On Magic archives. You can check out last week's episode with Keith Smith. I interviewed, I talked to Keith Smith about the future for the Orlando Magic and what direction they're heading in as the trade deadline passes. You can also hear uh, my interview with Brendan Donahue, the managing director of the NBA 2K League that I conducted earlier this year or earlier this season uh, as uh, we took a break from the the Orlando Magic to talk about uh, the NBA 2K League and, and, and it wasn't announced at that time, but Magic Gaming as well as the NBA 2K League is becoming a reality. This is actually the last week of the NBA 2K League Combine. All the 2K League scouts will have their will will look at their notes and prepare their draft boards for mid-March. So a lot of exciting things moving on with the 2K League becoming a reality very very soon. But today's episode I want to talk about what to expect for the rest of the season. The Orlando Magic have 25 games left this season and maybe it's because I'm a purist, maybe it's because I, you know, hate myself too much, but I still find a lot of meaning in these games and still find a lot of meaning in what we're going to see in the final 25 games. And so, as the Magic get back to practice, they'll be back in practice late Tuesday afternoon, late Tuesday early evening, in fact. As the Magic get back to practice and get back to work for the rest of the season, there are definitely some things to keep an eye on for the rest of the year. And certainly, that is something that I want to discuss and want to point out and want to uh, highlight a little bit as we get past the All-Star break. Now, of course, the first thing that we do need to look at, and and it's unavoidable, it's something I've talked about several times on this show, and something that's not going to go away, and I don't think the Magic, even despite their best efforts, will leave completely behind, and that is the race at the bottom. If you look at the standings at the bottom, if you look at the lottery odds and the standings at the bottom of the Orlando Magic enter the All-Star break fourth With the fourth best lottery odds at 18 and 39. But, and this is the important thing the Magic have the fewest, are tied with five other teams for the fewest wins in the NBA this season. In fact, looking at the standings, there are seven teams within a game and a half of the top overall pick. That's absolutely astounding. In fact, The Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies, and Brooklyn Nets, who, remember, that pick will go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, have all lost at least seven games in a row. The Knicks, which is Thursday's opponent for the Orlando Magic, have lost eight in a row. This is all to say, as Zach Lowe put it uh, in, in his 10 Things post on Friday, this is an unprecedented race to the bottom. This is one of the... More intriguing and interesting tank races, if you want to call it that, that has ever been seen. And the Magic are right in the middle of it. Even though they're four and six in their last 10 games, the Magic now sit with a slightly better than one third chance of getting a top overall pick. Now, obviously, that can change. And in fact, that will change because the Magic. Are going to get some players back. Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon. In fact, Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon are expected back for Thursday's game. I would, I would bet. If not Thursday, then certainly Saturday against Philadelphia while they're on this road trip. I would also suspect that the Magic are gonna hope and try to get Jonathan Isaac back before their long West Coast trip trip, which begins next weekend or next week. Not next week, but the week after. So they got this week, next week, and then a the week after they take their longest road trip of the season, and then they have their longest homestand of the season. So the Magic are definitely in the middle of this race. They're definitely in the middle of this cluster of teams that are gunning for the number one pick. At this point, at the rate teams are going, though, this isn't your typical race to the bottom. Teams appear to be trying to win, and and it looks like the team that the team that's going to have the worst record is going to have the best record among that distinction in quite some time and that of course bolsters my argument that the magic yes should be trying to win games and yes you know winning is good when you can do it this team's still going to lose a lot of games they're not a very good team i'm sorry maybe i'm not sorry i'm uh, but the race to the bottom is going to be very interesting, and I do think that, that things are going to bunch up, are going to remain this tight and this bunched up. So yes, some of you are going to complain every time the Magic win. I won't. This team will still lose plenty, and I think that the race to the bottom will still be pretty heavy um, and pretty tight all the way. Just know that Orlando right now sits with the, worst, with the fewest wins in the league. They're going to be involved in this race, and it's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on because, as everyone notes, the best way to bring in talent is through the draft. And while I personally am not as high on this draft as other people, I've heard people really talk this draft up, just like they talked up last year's draft. I actually like last year's draft class a little bit more than this year's draft class. Um, There are still some very good players. And to me personally... If you stay within the top six, there are six runaway great players in this draft. Not runaway, but six very good players in this draft. If you stay within the top six, which I think the Magic will do, you will get one of those good players. And in fact, I would argue Jaron Jackson Jr. of Michigan State has made it seven. And I have no doubt the Magic will be among the top seven picks in this draft. So they will get a very good player. And a player... That will fit a need for this team, in my opinion. So I'm not worried about the draft. That's that. That's my perspective. And as I always tell people who get who get who complain about the Magic winning or me wanting the Magic to win, I'll say you never know. That win could be the one that wins you the lottery. That's just how this system works. That the NBA has. I know how odds work, and I know that, that you, know, you want odds to work the way you want them to work, but the reality is they don't, and they haven't for the Magic in the past, not in the last five years. Only improved, Orlando has never improved their draft position, and in fact, I just ran Tankathon one try and got the Magic the top overall pick. So you never, never know what's going to happen. All you can do is play your cards the way you play your cards and let the chips fall where they may. And Like I said, I'm I'm a proponent of winning toward the end of the season. And really, that's because of the next thing that I want to talk, I think that we need to be on the lookout for or watch for this season, and that is the return of several of the Magic's key veterans and key players in general. The Magic have really not been healthy since November. Really, Alfred Payton got hurt the second game of the season and was kind of out of it from there. Not completely out of it, but you get the point. The Magic were always playing catch-up, and the season really went off the rails when both Alfred Payton and D.J. Augustin got hurt and went further off the rail when Jonathan Isaac got hurt, then Terrence Ross got hurt, and then little injuries here and there, Nikola Vucevic getting hurt. The Magic have not been a healthy team. They've proven when they are healthy, they are decent. And this is why this is important to me. I'm going I'm to note that this is important. Because, as I noted with Keith Smith last week, it's very likely the Magic are kind of stuck with this roster for a little while longer. There's very little maneuverability for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond to make trades and make moves in free agency. They're not going to have any free agency money, in fact. And so, for the Magic to make trades to maybe change the roster, because I agree they cannot bring the same group back that struggled for five years, and that's that's something Weltman said in Trading Alfred Payton... We could not invest long-term in a group that hasn't really done anything. In fact, has failed miserably in a lot of ways. I think what's going to be really interesting to see is how much these players can retain their trade value. And I think by winning, you increase their trade value. And not only that, you kind of build back up what, you're, what you want to accomplish next year. The Magic don't want to tank again next year. This season was an accidental tank. The Magic were hoping to compete for a playoff spot and just kind of be in the middle. They wanted to be in the middle this year. Thought it would give them the chance to create some flexibility. Next year, the Magic want to be there. They don't want to be at the bottom of the standings again like they have been this year. And so getting guys like Nikola Vucevic back, getting guys like Terrence Ross back are absolutely critical because those two players will hold the most trade value this coming summer. Those two players are going to be on expiring deals and teams might be willing to take a full year of those players to see if they're worth re-signing long-term. And not only that, they can contribute. They are productive players for the most part. And so I think one of the big things to watch as the season winds down is how do they look? Do they look healthy? Do they look like they're ready to contribute in a major way? Can they retain some trade value? Can they build some trade value? And can winning help them do that too? Because if the Magic can't trade Nikola Vucevic or Terrence Ross they're probably not going to trade Bismack Miyambo. Evan Fournier retains some value, but his contract's a little bit of an impediment. This is the group that's coming back next year. If, you know, you add a first-round pick, but it's going to be hard to, to make a ton of earth-shattering moves still. You can do it. There's going to be some risk involved. But you might be stuck again with this group. And so building some hope and, and building some value and, and, and seeing them come back and play and seeing things work and grow towards something next year. Again, building a culture, as I've talked about numerous times. That's going to be something to watch for too. If they kind of go through the motions and it becomes a tank job, yeah, that might be good in the long run. But I also think it's very bad in the short run that you know, a team isn't going to take these things seriously. I think the attitude and the approach at the Magic take these games Especially these guys coming back from injury will be really important to the growth and maturation of this team. It's it's definitely a tricky balance. I won't deny that. I don't expect the Magic to win very many games the rest of the way. If the Magic get to 25 wins, that would be a really nice season. or a really nice close of the season. Seven more seven more wins, put them at seven and eighteen. It's not a great record by any stretch. But what are you gonna do with this group? It's a start. That's all we're asking for is a start. The Magic went ten and twenty uh, a few years back with James Borrego in their final run to this run to the end of the season. They won thirty five games the next year. Took a major step forward. Started the year nineteen and thirteen. So I do think there is a thing to momentum and feeling good and building up toward the season. And ten and twenty ain't that good. Last year the Magic finished 8 and 16 in their final 24 games. Wasn't great. But it made everyone feel a little bit better, and I think that did help them with their hot start this year. Especially with the familiarity and continuity that that the Magic were able to have. There's a good team in this Magic group. They've beaten some very good teams and they've got some skilled useful players. But it's about putting those pieces together and that's been the thing that has eluded the Magic for so long, for so much of this season. And that's what I think the Magic need to work on and need to build up in this stretch. Even if some of these guys are going to be gone, they need to have that in their back pocket. The final thing that I think that Magic fans need to take a look at and watch for at the end at in the final 25 games after the All-Star break is everything Jonathan Isaac. Last week we got to talk to Jonathan Isaac a little bit coming out of the injury. He is back in practice for the Magic, um, doing some contact drills. So he is closer and closer to a return. And it sounds like the Magic are beginning to prepare for his return. They got to get his conditioning back up. Isaac said that he's put on about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle since his injury. And the Magic do I think want to see him play sometime to- at some point this year. He's probably going to get a couple starts in the G League, maybe this Friday and Saturday for Lakeland for the Tracy McGrady night and for the uh Lake and for the Orlando Magic night. That's going on Friday and Saturday at the Lakeland at the RP Funding Center. But obviously, Jonathan Isaac is a major part of this team's future. The Magic invested heavily in him with the sixth overall pick in last year's draft over some some players Magic fans really liked. And it has been frustrating and disappointing that he has not been able to play very many games this year. A sprained ankle does not seem like a serious injury, and if the Magic were competing for something, maybe he would be playing. When he came back... It was clear he came back probably a little too soon, wasn't quite ready. And when he re-injured the ankle, the Magic, I think, made a good decision to focus on the long term, especially with how their season has gone, and make sure he was right, build up some muscle, build up some good habits. But at some point, you got to throw the kid into a game. At some point, you got to see what he looks like with your core, with your group of players. And at some point, you got to just let him go out there and play. And he's extremely frustrated that he hasn't been able to play. We, I think we will see Isaac play in a Magic uniform before the season ends. I think we will see plenty of opportunity to put Isaac in the same lineup as Aaron Gordon and see what that looks like. See if those two players can really play together. And I think we're going to see a game where Jonathan Isaac shows some tremendous flashes. Both on the defensive end where he's already at a pretty good spot. And on the offensive end. Isaac told us uh, last week before, before the game against the Hornets that he feels like he's back to where he was before the injury. So it does sound like, at least, he is very close to his return. But now it's time to see him play. He is a big part of the future of this team. And yet, he is a player completely shrouded in mystery. A player no one has really seen much of so far. Now is the time to see him play. Now is the time to get his work in. Now is the time for Magic fans and for Magic Brass to really understand what they have and where he needs to develop more. Because practices are great, shoot-arounds are great, drills are great, strength and conditioning is great. But you can be a rock star in the weight room... And provide nothing in the games. Look at Mario Azonia last year. Huge huge weight huge weight room games. gains. But not a lot on the court last year. The final twenty-five games, to me, are very much about Aaron Gordon's growth, getting him back into the rhythm and letting him find his way as the primary offensive option. But it's also about Jonathan Isaac's growth. Because those are the two pillars that this team is getting built, getting built on right now. And so the Magic need to see them play. Need to see them at work. And need to see them at work together. So in these final 25 games, I am really looking at that pair. That duo. And specifically at Isaac, who we haven't seen very much this year. The Magic need to know that their investment was worth it. And I think that's the, those are the three biggest things to watch in these final 25 games for the Orlando Magic. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Went a little short today, but that's okay. Uh, Hopefully I got the good information to you as the Magic get back to work after the All-Star break. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's first practice after the All-Star break on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, so be sure to check out that when it comes out. We'll have plenty to get to as the NBA gets back into the swing of things. A couple days of practice. And then the games kick off again, the final 25 games of the 2018 NBA season. That's going to do it for me, though. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore OMD, And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com, as well as follow us on Twitter at oh magic Daily, And don't forget as well, check out the Locked On NBA podcast with the special guests all week hosting the show as the NBA's final race to the end gets set to tip off. Thanks everyone again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rostenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast